0: This is exactly right. You go first. Welcome to My Favorite Murder, the podcast that asks the question... What? Huh? Cute. <laughs> who, who put this on? Huh? This is not appropriate. No, murder? What murder? How dare you. What is wrong with you girls? How dare you like this? My sensibilities are offended. I'm offended in my sensibility area. Mm-hmm. I'm offended in the face. I'm offended religiously. In my in my mouth.
1: Morally. The, in, yeah. the mouth, in the ear mouth. Your nose and throat virtually. Your <laughs> nose and throat. In the eyes. Veins. Spinal fluid Heart Not the spine, just the spinal fluid Spleen we're, this is, So this is the anatomy podcast Yes, we can name over 10 <laughs> things in your body
0: Congratulations to us Yay That's Georgia That's Karen And we're here to talk to you about all of our favorite uh, things we like the most, which is true crime
1: Yeah Welcome If you don't like it, later days This is the wrong PCAST for you, bro PCAST <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I saw that from Vince. I don't want to take credit for it. that. Is the wrong pee cast pie for you, friend? Yeah, get another pee cast. Uh, it's funny that isn't it funny, Karen? <clears throat> if you reflect, I was peeing today, uh-huh. as you do, and I was reflecting, sure, as I do, as you're forced to, right? And I was thinking about how funny it is that this like thing that I've been obs- we've been obsessed with and secretly in love with and certain like is our kind of going to be our career. It's pretty nice
0: to think that little Karen was right about at least one thing. (laughs) It's a
1: pretty good feeling. Yeah. Because she fucked up a ton of stuff. I just keep accidentally falling into, like, not fucking up. Yeah. You know? That's nice.
0: Yeah. is You mean in later life? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like... We got our fucked
1: up stuff out of the way early. Yeah. Which is kind of, I think, what you're supposed to do. Yeah. We're lucky, because, like, 20... Well by 25 i was like i'm good yeah yeah by 27 i was like well i didn't die so i'm gonna stop doing all those things now (laughs) yeah there's no there's no going down from from being in rehab at 14
0: (laughs) (laughs) i still love that i like to think of you in a big pair of orange junko jeans just being like hey do you have a clove
1: or whatever just like (laughs) so different oh sorry that's uh, that's little fourteen-year-old Georgia, <laughs> and she appears out of a puff of smoke in like an orange jinko. Is it Jinko? I thought it was. I don't know. I'm sure it's different everywhere. I'm too old to even really know. It's not my reference. Thank God I never wore those. I did wear vinyl pants to raves. Did you? Mm-hmm. Weren't they hot? Uh huh. Tight. Never washed them. Gross. I know. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, was there some benefit to not washing them? Like, were they well, easier you, to put on next I just time? don't know how one would wash
1: vinyl or leather pants. Oh. Yeah, you just have to throw them away. Yeah. And start over. To, totally. Where totally. do you get vinyl pants? There was this... You remember when Melrose Avenue was, like, the fucking coolest place in the world? Yeah, I do, actually. That was, like, our... We would save up money throughout the year in Orange County and make a pilgrimage to to fucking Melrose. Yeah. And my first job when I moved to L.A. like at at 17 was like on Melrose at like one of those clothing stores what's that Funky Diva literally it was called <laughs> Funky, Funky Diva called- I'm I'm positive I shopped at Funky Diva I bet you came in
0: tons of tons of chokers yes wouldn't that be amazing <gasps> if right now we could see security camera footage of me and you having some kind of rude exchange at Funky Diva <laughs> why does have to be Because I'm rude. That's all I was doing back then was rudeness, rudeness, rudeness. Friends, foes, didn't matter. I love it. It was a lot of arched eyebrows and a lot of, uh, anyway. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. What I'm enjoying these days is people on Twitter trying to show that they mean I'm sorry the way you say it. they're trying to do it in the writing. So sometimes it's all caps I'm and then sorry. Sometimes it's reversed. Like, how do you actually put that into...
1: I would do all caps I'm. Mm -hmm. But the some girl, did you see that on Instagram I put up a photo of some girl who wrote, like, there was, like, a musical bar and it had the, like, (laughs) I'm and it was, like, how one would play it. You could sing it. Yeah, and (laughs) she had the, like, she must have been a musician. I wish I could, but yeah. That's genius. (laughs) Sorry. Do you ever, (laughs) like, do you get, like, self-conscious about the things you say here that become a thing like that, where you're like, I would say that anyways, but now no. it sounds like I'm pandering. Yes. Now,
0: Well, now it sounds like you're trying to make some kind of an infographic for... Totally. Here's
1: well, your favorite. <laughs> like, someone at the, at the live show was, had text afterwards, like, not texted, but, like, put on, like, I was really hoping you'd call someone a sweet baby angel. I'm like, well, I don't, I didn't call anyone that because I don't want to sound like... Well, you right got,
0: guys yes you don't yeah it's not like you're uh that's your um tag fr- tagline catchphrase tag, tag catch line <laughs> phrase? You're, t- you're not gonna tag anybody with that phrase <laughs> my problem is I cannot believe I don't I cannot believe that I still say literally so much <laughs> it is literally, literally the worst habit of all time I say it When I'm, like, kind of trying to explain something to you and I'm really, like, really trying to convey something, I'll say literally, like, seven
1: times. It's awful. I haven't noticed it. Uh, I don't pay attention to anyone but myself, so (laughs) I wouldn't know. Good plan, good plan.
0: (laughs) You know what I mean? I guess same here. Yeah, nobody cares. Yeah, nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a
1: shit about you, but yourself (sighs) and your cats.
0: It's nice to be... We, by the way, we had such an incredible time in Chicago. Yay. We, I mean, it was nutso. <sighs> we, um, I, I'm speaking for both of us now. No,
1: no, no, no I I'm am, speaking for the rural I had a week. horrible Yeah, no.
0: Georgia did not enjoy herself. We, the Karen, uh, it was so crazy to walk out. As, as I explained to my sister and you and our whole, all of our people afterwards, I said, I anticipated, um... A certain amount of applause, and we got like fifteen times more than what I anticipated. How
1: many? I've seen so many. Like a couple friends have texted me, and I've seen a couple tweets and things like that. They got so emotional when they heard the applause of us come. Like, yeah, people keep saying that. What a bunch of nice people. I know. Thank you for clapping.
0: I know, and like it just is neat.
1: (laughs) It's so neat. It's really neat. I think we're a little overwhelmed at how neat it is! <laughs> and how neat everything is! And we're trying to process it. Yeah, and and but we're just happy. It's so flattering, and we're happy, and we want to thank each and every one of you. Which I think we did after the show. We stood there and thank we fucking, fucking God. Thanked you all to your face. I hugged so many people.
0: And thank the Lord, nobody was weird. Nobody, uh, nobody, nobody. I Everyone was really had- waiting for like somebody with some scissors up their
1: sleeve, oh, or for something. sure. And uh, everybody did great. My so- mom sat to the side in a chair with a beer and just watched it was like an hour and a half it was so long and she watched the entire thing so did my sister and adrian and audrey after a little while
0: audrey came over and just started taking pictures of us (laughs) taking pictures with people because she was so excited everybody was thrilled about it but we did want to thank um tyler green and jonathan pitts are the two people who put the chicago podcast festival together and they made it happen for us and for everybody who is there and we want to thank them so much because they did an amazing amazing
1: job yeah it was so smooth and easy and great and there was soda in the green room and there was a green room candy <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah we had a whole we had a, a bag of treats yeah that's God, awesome do you know how much I fucking love like that ba- what do they call them when you leave a place and they give you a bag an exit bag whatever i fucking <laughs> like know well, what it's I don't know <laughs> it sounded right oh like a swag bag, swag bag. yeah that's yeah it. I will go to a fucking party just for the swag bag sure uh, even if I could buy it myself I will fucking go. like you know you buy, buy the just want shit a little there? present. Oh, I just want to like not yeah, like presents.
0: Um we also want to thank the the staff of the I never pronounce it right, but the Anthonyum Theater, mm-hmm. which is the 105-year-old theater where we did our show, <sighs> so where all those gorgeous. people were, and that staff had to wait until we said hi to every single person yeah. practically. Um and so thank you guys so much for your patience and for being there for us yeah. and um I actually I have a business card of the the man who really arranged that lobby situation. Yeah, and I meant to bring it to and say the, his name specifically. And the I
1: dude it. who stood there and took every took photograph. every picture. He like would he was like hand me your camera. He was they were so great. They were so nice, and uh, the whole experience was
0: just like pretty. I didn't really look at you that much because I didn't want to have <laughs> like we weren't having that much personal experience. Yeah, because I didn't want to like either burst cry into tears. Or, yeah. yeah.
1: You can't look at me a lot in like emotional settings. I feel like no, I or you don't want to get emotional. I,
0: d- I need to shut down in very specific ways, <laughs> and I can't. You know me. I can't
1: open it back up, or it'll be tears, tears, tears. Okay, I guess. Yeah. God, we're so we're so different. <laughs> we're like opposite. We're like the opposite. Um. Oh, speaking of live shows, so our Brooklyn Bell House show is coming up, which I'm so excited about, and it's yep. sold out. Although I, yeah. I heard there might be some. Tickets available? Really? Maybe. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. And then we have other shows coming up. So, like, this might be, like, a show thing. Maybe once in a blue. So, we're doing the Riot LA show on Saturday, January 21st. I don't know. Those tickets, the um pre-sale...
0: uh, there we announced that this morning, and then the actual tickets go on sale Friday. So if you live right. in Los Angeles and you want to come to, it's going to be a good show. The together. Riot Fest show that should be great. Yeah, because that's the one at the Orpheum, right? I think so. Yeah. So it's another big old
1: fashioned theater. Yeah. Please f- help fill it out so we don't feel stupid. Yeah, we don't want to feel stupid in our own city. Oh my god. Like around people that we know. Oh my god, and we keep talking about like oh in Chicago
0: they did oh this god. and that pat our back, pat our back, and then we go to LA and it's like four people. Yeah. It's like.
1: Your manager, my agent wouldn't go. Uh, who <laughs> else would be there? judging us <laughs> in the crowd? No one makes a giant Elvis fucking cut out <laughs> face like they did in Chicago. Oh, I forgot. So a girl made. Oh, my God. I'm going to call her out because she
0: was amazing. A, she took a picture of Elvis. She blew it up. So it was bigger than a human head, like twice the size of a human <sighs> head. And then she had it in front of her face. So when the lights came up and we were talking to people to get the hometown murder at the end. Yeah. I saw this thing that I thought a girl dressed up like a furry, <laughs> like dressed up like Elvis. It scared the shit out of me. I was genuinely scared of, of, you the, were. of her. But she it turned out she was just holding it in front of her face, yeah. like
1: look, Elvis is here. You can find the photos on on Instagram, where my favorite murder Instagram. Her name's Alex Graves and what a fucking angel baby. Like thank you so much. Like that was so fucking cool. It was super cool. And I have photos of us with it and I have this photo from my hotel room of me and where <laughs> having it in front of my face. It
0: really does look like When you hold it up It just looks like You're now a huge Siamese cat
1: It's creepy But in the best way Because yeah. I'm obsessed With this cat Yeah Like he's sitting Next to me right now And I and ha- also can- have Siamese pajama pants on Right oh, now Oh you're in You're living the life Oh I'm at you're in deep You're living That life I have a parasite In my brain That just controls Me and it's And it's cat It's from cats
0: <laughs> Probably right Sure That's real sad Um are you gonna bring that cat head to New York so then you so Elvis can be there too? It doesn't. It didn't fit in my bag. Shit! I to tell you something, and I feel really shitty about it's it. It's super huge. Did, did you have to leave stuff behind?
1: Okay, I don't care. Okay, I know, but I know you don't. But I feel really bad. So like, oh oh. But it's kind of cute. Okay, so we took a photo of it in the in the hotel. Then we were packing to leave in tonight, and then I was like, it doesn't fit. What do we do? And he was like, put it behind the couch in the hotel room. <laughs> so I slipped it behind the couch at the fucking Godfrey hotel in one of the rooms behind the couch is a fucking Elvis. And, and it has this girl's info on it. Like not info info, but like, you know, Instagram and shit on it. So yeah. someone's going to motherfucking find that. That's hilarious. You
0: know, what's interesting. I had brought a dress with me to um Chicago that I bought in a panic at Target for $20. Didn't try it on. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be a, look, a dress. Yeah, look, fine. I'm doing Great. it. Fine. Grabbed it. Was it black? Bland. No, it wasn't black, actually. Oh. It was like green and maroon and, and black. But Ooh. it was kind of stripy, Yay. and there was a lot going on. When I got to Chicago and tried it on, it turned out it was empire waist. Oh, God, no. Why? It, which makes me look, because I have big no. boobs, so it made me look like I was in my third trimester. The my sister's like,
1: take it off. Anorexic girls are the only people who look good in them. Yeah. And you shouldn't be anorexic. Right.
0: So, so no one. Nobody. Um. So that's why I went shopping and told that whole story. If you want to hear, it's not Looks a good story, cute.
1: but it's on the. Park. Are we gonna and we both wore black dresses? Are we gonna just we're are we doing that from now on? Those are our show uniforms, like the same dress or just black, any kind of black outfit. I think
0: I think we should keep it like any
1: kind. Okay. Don't you? Yes. Except that means I have to go shopping because I literally own like three black things because I dress like a fucking school girl grandma.
0: Well then you have ten days. You have ten days for you. I New York. love shopping. Oh my god. shopping shopping's amazing. I love it. Okay. But it, yeah. I left that dress in our hotel room with a note that said, You can have this you if should you want have it. have returned it. Oh no, I'm to an Target? Yeah. I return shit all the time to Target. <laughs> I'd ripped anytime I buy something, I rip all the tags off of me. You do. Yeah. See,
1: I have i I'm claustrophobic and can't go in a changing room, so I just bring everything home and then return it all i think i don't go in a changing room
0: because i don't want to see my back in one of those mirrors
1: i saw mine recently my butt like it had the mirror behind me like my mirror stops at like my it's like my waist up yeah which is like the great area sure i look so hot from like behind and the waist (laughs) up with your with the back of your bra and everything yeah it's like oh well now because i've got that like fat pinch because i refuse to believe i'm bigger than everyone has that that's human i don't need to see my fucking
0: butt right yeah. then when you're in one of those Ugh. high tension dressing rooms yeah
1: oh
0: so yeah i just want to pretend that that's not true i just like to think that there was a housekeeping like, housekeeping lady <laughs> who was just like oh my god <laughs> i can't dress. I dress and i wrote on the note never been worn i hope she believed me <laughs> Anyhow, thanks, Chicago. We really love you. Yeah, Chicago. Do we have any um, other housekeeping? Housekeeping? Uh, oh, my only thing is um, I had started watching a show called. <gasps> did you start called The Killing Season? No, but I need I need to watch it. OK, yesterday. I haven't been hearing enough about it. I, okay, I think we'll be the an engine for that. I think so. Because uh, I started watching it yesterday. I had heard a little bit. And I so it's a series about the Long Island serial killer. And I'd started that book so long yeah, ago and said I was going to do an episode
1: about it. And this is one of the like, the, the, the murder that, that I heard about beforehand is so fucking crazy and insane. The girl who went to private privately dance for that dude yes who like something happened yes the thing that like kicked it off amazing like it should be solvable based on that murder right I love it so this series
0: is by the people, um, the two people, Joshua Zeman and Rachel Mills. And they're the two people who did the documentary Cropsey that we recommended Fuck to everybody. Yeah, That's
1: super upsetting. Well, this is an A&E series. A&E is amazing. I love Cropsey because it's not corny. Like there's so many documentaries that are like corny. Right. Cropsey is not. No, no. It's just straight up scary. Yeah. Um, well, this series, it's called
0: The Killing Season. It's on A&E. And this is I, not an ad, by the way. In the middle, like we're not talking. This is real talking. Yeah. Uh, Now (laughs) we have to say something. Real talking corner. Um, so I started watching yesterday and I ended up laying on my couch and watching mm. six episodes straight through. And by the time I got to the sixth episode, I didn't, I needed to leave my house and be around human beings that I knew I would be safe with. Oh my with. God, like that. <gasps> it was very upsetting. Oh and I don't have that. Like nor- it normally yeah. I don't get that. And I really did. Like I went to the movies with Alice and Agosti and then I told her she started it today and texted me today and was like, I cannot stop watching the Maybe killing I season
1: watch it i mean i make don't think sure this is gonna want to watch it with me it's
0: really heavy but the thing is that it starts with the long island serial killer and then it just expands like the other shit? just keeps going yeah because there's all these things connect you have to oh, see
1: dude. it i'm fucking watching the shit out of that I highly recommend if you haven't seen it i did the same thing yesterday literally with um search party Oh yes. And now I'm I like I was like I'm going to watch um I watched 5 minutes of the first episode and I was like I'm going to save this for Vince cuz it's really good and it's going to... and then <laughs> I'm in episode, like, six now. Because <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> fucking... I couldn't stop. Like, I did my nails because I wanted to sit in front of the TV. And I can't sit in front of the TV without doing something. Right. So, like, my nails are nice. My fucking laundry was folded out here, which I never... Like, it was I just... I folded laundry, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you got to do something.
0: Yeah. I I have been... I watched one episode of Search Party, and then I had to leave my house. I, like, had to
1: be somewhere. Yeah. And I knew
0: if I started the second one, I would oh my not God. leave. Every
1: character... John Early, is that he? Yeah. He is so... F- perfect He's every brilliant. there's like four main characters and they're just like the perfect exact people of who they're supposed to be yeah you're and like it's you know them.
0: A, it w- did you get the feeling too where when i saw the first episode i got jealous that that's their
1: like oh you're making this show already yeah. like i want this show i do too i yeah. was thinking that about you writing that and i'm like how stoked would you be if this was the show you were working on yeah yeah i, I want like a fucking can i be someone's sister's friend's brother? No. <laughs> no. You can't. I want like a walk-on role. And I want you to write it. It's, uh, okay.
0: Yeah, we'll come to them with, um,
1: a bunch of big ideas. So <laughs> oh, good. It's so good. Uh, watch Search Party. Like, it's so good. And I think it's all on demand, too, so you can binge the shit out of yeah, it. Yeah, you can. I think, it feels like everything's that. It just, though. it feels like, sh- I, I would do what she's doing. Right. What's her, Aaliyah? Aaliyah Shakwat. A- 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 Shakwat. She is so I, I bet you I didn't pronounce that right. <laughs> Alaya something else. It's, so it's maybe from Arrested Development. Yeah. She's the darlingest person I've ever seen. She's such a good actress too. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so happy. Uh so that's like um TV Corner. TV Corner. Um I think that's all I have. Merch corner, but yeah, we have merch. We have merch, my favorite murder shirts.com. So you can and there's not just shirts. I I made that up when we only had a, a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and now I now I wish it was my favorite murder but I can't do that. So well, he, yeah, you get the idea. <laughs> now I have mugs and tank tops and totes and posters and fucking... And the cool thing, it. in Chicago, we as each person walked up, we got to see another piece of merch oh in God. action. That was really exciting. My favorite were these two girls, and one had a shirt on that said, I am a Karen, and other said, I am a Georgia. Mm-hmm. And remember the fucking, over the week, we, there was a fucking BuzzFeed quiz. Oh, am I right. a Karen or am I a Georgia? I, know. Dude, I mean... That was fucking ridiculous. Guys. Oh, well, Zeit- guys, You can...
0: But users can make those things up. I know
1: It was totally like It was a user who made them But it was so good Don't hate us Like yeah We're not We're not We're not We just aren't Where is this Just stop it Because we're not We're not We don't think we are We don't pretend we to be We never have And we don't We, we, we won't, won't like, We promise y- we won't You are And we're You're, not You are But we're not No Like we're just You so, know Yes For sure
0: okay. Whew. Glad I got that out of the way oh, Fuck uh do you do murders? Oh Steven, do you need do you need a Steven check in? Steven, check in. Steven. How are you, Steven?
1: My sister had a great time in Chicago. Yay! Oh, nice. And I did hang out with the cats. Thank Elvis you. When I go <laughs> so. out of town, Steven takes over the uh, Elvis and Mimi Instagram, and it's like, I kind of <laughs> need to pay you extra for like that, because it's so good. And, yeah. And I was just thinking where I was during the show, and I'm just like sitting here petting Elvis. <laughs> yes. at, As it should be. <laughs> yeah, no, it was perfect. But my sister... Uh, she met a really nice murderino and her mom, who's also a murderino, and they got a picture with her and everything, which is really sweet. I love it. I think her name was Lee or, Lee or Leah or something like that. But nice. it was very sweet. That's I was like, so great. And my sister, like I was telling you, I was like, my sister needs to listen to my favorite murder because she was obsessed with Helter Skelter. I got her Devil in the White City when she moved to Chicago. So it was just like. This is, this needs to happen. She's got all the materials. She has no excuses. Yeah. She's got to get into it. No. And we gave you, we called her sister, Ray Morris. Gave you a shout out. That's right. That was very sweet. Someone needs to get a giant uh, Stephen Ray Morris. Cut face. out oh, oh, god, That's That's no. the next, next one. One. No. Oh my god Please. No that sounds like a, 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 I would never want to see My face like that <laughs> <laughs> But it needs to be Three times the size As the last one You Please. need to basically Not be able to bring it in Because <laughs> <laughs> they're like You can't
0: if Someone make a Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade Balloon of Stephen <laughs> That would be perfect If you don't mind
1: It would not be that big of a deal We'll uh, <laughs> leave it behind it a what? The couch. We'll leave
0: it in the basement of a uh, the Holiday Inn.
1: <laughs> you just told everyone we we're staying. No, we're not staying in a Holiday I know. <laughs> <laughs> not that we're going to. Hear- okay, here we. Nobody gives a shit. We're not. They know. No, we're not. We're not. And they, we told we you that. Did. from the beginning. We said it before, and we're going to say it again. Yeah. We're not. Like you guys know. Please. We want you you know, to anything, know. You have to know that. That we know. Yes, we know, and we're not.
0: Three hours later, they're still we could doing keep that. Moving thing. It. Oh, here's me typing an email.
1: Can you guys start the podcast. No, fuck you. <laughs> We've got to improv some more. Stop pissing Karen off. Elvis is leaving. He's like, <laughs> oh, no, fuck no. these bitches. You piss
0: me off, then you piss Elvis off. Then it's over. Mimi's fine, though. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, then those people gave us like Elvis and Mimi toys and they're like, they look like Elvis. Oh God, I'm going to lose my mind. Everyone's the best. We got nice presents. All right. Um, I love it. They're so good and nice, all these people. I know. it. I think- Oh! What?
0: I'm sorry. Here's the last one. The girl who, as she walked out, I, my sister and Adrian and Audrey like cried laughing when I told this story. The girl who walked up like, hey, you guys, kind of all young and like she was doing weird things with her shoulders. So she's all kind of goofy. And then she, when she got in to take the picture, she goes, you guys, oh my, God. my My dad killed his business partner and got away with it. Bye. Stay
1: sexy. <laughs> she was just like <laughs> this cute, like kind of sorority ish uh, chick. Yeah. Hey, how are you guys? Nice like, be, yeah. yeah. And she did put her arms. Like you know, when you're like talking to someone as the photo's getting taken, yeah, like she all Sony, like, like straight faced or whatever. She was so excited about it. my dad killed his business partner and he got away with it. Bye. 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 We were like, what? Was, what? I've never been that starstruck in my no. life. No, yeah, I was like with email. I wanted to give her my personal email account to just be like, <laughs> email us now. I said, say hi to your dad for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was it was hilarious. That was funny,
1: gorgeous. It was a beautiful. If home. you admit to other people's crimes to us in person. We'll mention I mean, you on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we will listen, and we will shout it out, and we will be subpoenaed in the trial.
0: Yeah, no lying, please. All right, should we start? I guess. <sighs> I think now, now I the homework part comes.
1: Blue. No, I like my murder. Are you? Uh, this is what I wanted to do, but I think you're first. I think week. I am. Yeah. madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N Cookware.com. Goodbye. Um so I
0: have because of watching the killing season and it, how heavy it is and how uh it feels like Everyone in the world is a serial killer by the time you're halfway through with it, oh which no. in they, some ways is a fun feeling. It's fun, isn't it? it I like it. And yet you're still alive. Um, we made it, everybody. Well, yeah. uh, so so I switched over um, as a palate cleanser. I started watching The Crown, which is a wonderful Netflix series. British procedural? Um,
1: it sounds <laughs> British. <laughs> Is it British? It's the story of
0: Queen Elizabeth.
1: I figured. God, I'm so smart. The newest one.
0: Um, yeah. It, it's So in a way, it is kind of a British procedural. Wait, it's the newest show about the... About... About, like, how she got... Be, became the queen and okay. what her life was like she privately she's like a badass she's a total badass yeah. there's parts in it I want the crown tv show to come out with their own book on how to be politely assertive yeah because that's her and also I want her, them to come out with the color of lipstick that she's wearing because mm. it's this perfect shade of pinkish red Ooh. that would actually look good I can't wear red because my teeth are as yellow it's little <laughs> corn niblets you're very fair I'm very fair with red in my skin so red mm. looks Lipstick on me makes me look like I have been smoking crack in the alley.
1: I look like a fucking um, what do they call them? Uh, a rockabilly, and it's obnoxious. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, this is like this muted brownish pink lipstick. Ugh. I bet it's.
1: I bet they make it for her. That's not even a thing you, know, you can fucking buy. You know what they, I bet they? Well, we have a fucking lip gloss that was made for us too. That that girl sent us. That's right. Remember? So the queen. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not that fucking special. But I want the queens Why because my it.
0: <laughs> because we've started doing coke before (laughs) Um, back to being 14 so so I blended into uh, this very British kind of fancy regal area yeah like controlled yes and uh, aristocratic which Mm is I mean like if if I was in that time I would be like truly the dishwasher (sighs) in the bottom part of the basement like
1: (laughs) I It's Karen.
0: Do you need a candlestick? And I wouldn't But with an Irish accent, which for some reason I can't do right now. So I decided that my murder is going to be that of uh, the infamous, infamous story of Lord Lucan. Have you ever heard of him? I don't think so. Okay. This one's pretty good because it involves British aristocracy and a disappearance.
1: <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> you know, I love
0: disappearances. All right. So. Um, and also I was going to do this story after, remember when we did Harmontown, town and then we met that British couple outside on the street yes. and they were on their honeymoon. Oh my
1: God. They were so sweet.
0: They were so sweet and they were just getting tattoos yes. and they were having like this amazing honeymoon and they'd come to see us. And they didn't even ask for a photo, which is like, they didn't ask, They you know, they kind of, Americans do that. Yeah. They were, didn't want a photo. They kind of want us to go away a little bit, but they were <laughs> like, hi, we came to see you. We came from England to yeah. see you, which meant the world to me.
1: We didn't get their names. Nope. But high shout-out if you're still listening. Sweet angels. Pip-pip. T- that wasn't a fucking pander to the audience when I said sweet baby angels. Just no, that. that was natural. That's it natural. Felt, it felt very natural. Thank you.
0: Um, so I I was thinking of doing Lord Lucan after we met them of like, hey, this is pr- shout-out to you. But that mm. was, what, six months ago or really? something? Um, so I brought this Word document back out and began to fill it out again. So here's the story of this guy. Um he it was born John Bingham, <laughs> uh, and uh, he was born on December eighteenth, nineteen thirty four, to an aristocratic family in Marleybone, which is
1: the funniest name for. It's a neighborhood, I guess, in London. Oh, you're gonna get. I don't care what you say next. You're gonna get a correction about like what it pronunciation, is. pronunciation. The it's area. Not in London, it's London. It's, t- it's actually in Wales. It's not a neighborhood. It's a fucking. It's fucking in New York. Where and it it's a town. fucking in New York. <laughs>
0: Bye. Yeah, this whole I'm I once again am flying in the face of uh of in logic Man. and just trying to be British once again. Aim for the fucking nose. Aim for the stars. Aim for that button nose. <laughs> so this um so John Bingham during World War Two, when he was a boy, he was evacuated out of uh London, out of Marleybone. <laughs> They're going to be like, it's pronounced Milibin. Yeah,
1: totally. <laughs> um,
0: he was evacuated to Wales and then uh, to Canada. Um, and he got to live with his rich, like, friends of family. That sounds nice. relatives, yeah, who were, like, crazy rich. But then when he came back to England when the war was over, he was sent to Eton college. Now, I was thinking about this in my head. But I didn't look, look it up. I think over there, Eaton is like a boarding school that's like grammar and high
1: school. Yeah, it's not have, necessarily a college like we think of they college. They have like finishing school, right? Where like you pass your, and again, where you put a book on your head. Save it if you want to fucking email, <laughs> text us, that we're, tweet us that we're wrong. Fini- it's like a. Someone in England tell us what Eaton no, college no, is. No, no, I don't care. No, okay. I do care. No, okay. don't tell me. But I think it's. um Like a finishing school. <laughs> no i'm gonna keep saying that till you agree with me
0: this time you said it like you'd been thinking
1: yeah. about it and now you've decided
0: it's a yeah. finishing school yeah i think it's like high school and perhaps like a boarding school yeah okay exactly anyhow finally we agree <laughs> so when he was there he supplemented uh his pocket money with uh he was a bookie Oh and so that's cool um, right Yeah, I think it's very cool. I do too. He had a secret bank account. Oh my God. And uh, he made money. As a kid? As a kid.
1: uh, My grandfather was a bookie. For real? Yeah. Barber. (laughs) the barbershop front barber quote quote unquote bookie nice anyway sorry um
0: so this kid he would leave the school grounds go to horse races take bets and he was like the school bookie that's so cool love it well the bad part the uncool part is that he turned out to be a terrible compulsive gambler (laughs) oh wait later on (laughs) take that back but when he's a kid that's cute (laughs) yeah so he got the nickname lucky lucan Um, after winning 26,000 pounds at the card game Chemin de Feu in Le Turc, Le Touquet. None of that's real. None of it is meaningful to me in any way. (laughs) But he won, he won a game, a bunch of pounds. And so that's what made him think, I'm, I'm lucky and I should be doing this all the time. Um, so, (laughs) so, uh, when he got out of school, he was in the army for a little bit, and then he um, started a job as a merchant banker. Um, but he had uh, very expensive tastes because he was still an, an aristocrat. His parents were very, um, very. What do you call that? I was going to say staunch, but that's from Grey Gardens. It's um, um, like, they what were you? they didn't spend a lot of money.
1: They oh. they were like religious what? and. Um, uh. <laughs> what's the what's the word when you try to i'm like making a gesture on my chest yeah like frugal 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 there we go this gesture worked for me how long did that fucking take <laughs> <laughs> if this podcast is two hours long it's because we're trying to remember words that neither who, of us can. who could enjoy this <laughs> i
0: don't know it's madness even steven is like can you <laughs> get your fucking shit together <laughs> okay so he had all very expensive tastes because he was still an aristocrat at the end of the day and he was raised, you know, by rich people and North America. Um, so he his he had taste for the best Russian vodka. He liked to race power boats. Um I've and yawn. Then in from this lift of at w- in Wikipedia. Donate to Wikipedia, by the way. If, if only just three dollars. Oh, can you donate to Wikipedia? Yeah, yeah. It's Is that all, a thing that they're Yeah, they're they're actually having like they're kinda like public television right now. Oh, I didn't know that. And they're trying to get people to to give them money. Um Because they just, they need to stick around. I have so many questions.
1: I mean, I love Wikipedia, but I won't ask them right now.
0: If you click on there right now, the thing will come up to say, please give us $3. Okay. And then we'll do it.
1: That's, yeah. I mean, it seems fair for all the shit they give me. Oh my God. The the hours (laughs) I spent when I had the desk job looking at unsolved murders and serial killers. And uh, love it.
0: So, anyway, this guy, basically, he's living the life. He likes the best of all things. I was just going to say, at the end of this sentence, they were like, he had the best tastes. He loved the best, um, you know, he raced boats. He, he loved Russian vodka and smart cars, which I think in, in England <laughs> probably means smart, like, cool cars. Oh, but here smart. means tiny, toy-looking cars that are the stupidest-looking cars
1: you could drive. I just time-traveled, too, because those didn't exist. Right, like how cool would that be if he were just like they're like he invented the smart car. Yeah, all right. Anyway, <laughs> um, he was also
0: very charismatic. He was six foot two with a quote from Wikipedia: a luxuriant mustache, oh, like Stevens. Stevens. Um, and he was once considered to play the role of James Bond. Oh shit! So he's that you see a picture of him on Wikipedia? He's pretty was cute. He yeah, yeah, he he he's very British, mm-hmm. aristocratic looking, kind of like don't piss Pointy off. nose. I won't. It's a high class, you know. It's what a mean? British thing. Pointy nose and kind of like he looks like he'd be like very good.
1: Hey man, my husband, my husband is the spitting image of Prince William. So yeah, what right. am I gonna? That's exactly clearly right. Clearly, I'm into British shoes Yeah, no complaints.
0: Um, also, at one point, he was ranked among the t- top ten, uh, the world's top ten backgammon players so there you have it kind of cool badass yeah talk about sex i mean i don't know what backgammon is exactly but i bet it's hard it's you know what it is it's like chess for drunk people is what it is
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right it still sounds like i don't think i like chess for drunk people to me is like bingo (laughs) connect four is chess that's right for drunk people yeah bingo (laughs) um
0: Okay, so he meets his wife Veronica Duncan at a golf club function and they get married on November twentieth, nineteen sixty-three. And uh when they get married, so Lord Lugan's finances when he was a young man and he was gambling so much, it got a little iffy in there because he was just like going for it and mm-hmm. like I'm I'm in a boat race. I have to have an Aston Martin. You know, he was like mm-hmm. living the life and spending all that money. Mm-hmm. So when he marries Veronica Duncan, um his father gives him what was called a marriage settlement, mm. so he gets a big chunk of money to buy a house, to prepare for having kids. Like this whole, so he's basically kind of like up in up in the in the black again. Sexist, <laughs> got it. Um, two months after he gets married. <gasps> I, I called him Old Man Lucan. Uh, <laughs> Old Man Lucan dies of a stroke, and so John Bingham uh, inherits uh, £250,000 and his father's titles, which are <gasps> Earl of Lucan, Baron Lucan of Castlebar, Baron Lucan of
1: Melcombe Lucan, and Baronet Bingham of Castlebar. I don't know what any of this means. It's meaningless. So, cue the mean emails. (laughs) It's
0: not (laughs) meaningless. It's super meaningless. Don't shoot foxes. Right, everybody? (laughs) Uh, Okay. So the problem is that he has a very serious gambling problem so mm-hmm. at first it was hot and cute and he's james bond and after a while it's like put the fucking backgammon down what are you doing um and he's spending still spending money like an aristocrat so he's like you know he's he's got a, a open account at savile row taylor's you know what i mean oh, like people are making dude, those bespoke suits. clothing for him bespoke. yeah look at you karen i know i want to be rich really bad do you Really bad. Really, not just rich though. I want to like, be. Well, I want to be like Lord Lucan. I want to be an aristocrat. What would you do? <sighs> what would you like? I, I I guess I would just drink and smoke cigarettes all day
1: because you can be, you can just do it at that point because yeah you can you can kind of yeah you can just kind of well it's the same thing you can do if you were basically a bum. Remember that intervention where the woman had like inherited so much money that she was like, why should I not be an alcoholic? And then she, they were going to take her to a rehab that was like a 14-hour like a five hour flight, but she insisted on getting a limo because she wanted to bring her cats with her. So she put her cats in the limo. No! Holy oh god, it was the best. Holy shit. She took a cat road trip? Yeah, she like put cat boxes in the limo. Like she's me if I just had a <laughs> shit going for it. And like no one could say anything to her because like she wasn't going to lose anything. because she, she was. Did it work? Did she get sober? I don't know if there's maybe there's hopefully there's a follow up. I don't oh know. man, it's been, I haven't. I stopped watching that because it's real
0: depressing. It turns out she ate all those cats. <laughs> she got really drunk and then she got hungry and she ate those cats. Oh, it was poor baby. I mean, sorry, fucking no. Right field, loving it. Um, left field. There's, <laughs> there's downside to being an addict. I think we all know this. <laughs> We've tried to tell you over and over. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so he and his wife have three kids, George and Camilla and a third one that for some reason isn't on this list and some of you
1: know the youngest
0: kid never matters am i wrong yeah seriously i'm living that life that's why we're murder podcast yeah that's that's why we're doing what we do so veronica is struggling because she also has three kids in this very short amount of time of course so she's struggling with postnatal depression honey um and lord lucan takes her for treatment at a psychiatric clinic she refused to be admitted but she did agree to home visits from a psychiatrist and taking a course of antidepressants. so she's trying to take care of it but she won't like you know really go take a a full break or whatever she's like I can handle this well then that combined with the pressures of maintaining their finances and his I mean he I read this thing I I didn't include it but there was a thing of like how he would spend his days oh my god it's so hilarious because he would like get up and eat breakfast and then go to his gaming club and just gamble all, all afternoon. All was gamble. Yeah. And, and then you he know he was would, probably drinking, too. Of course. And then he would come home and, and get dressed and then put on, like, his tuxedo to Freaking go out. cigarettes,
1: probably. Oh, yeah. Ugh.
0: And you can't wash that off after no. a while. And then he just went out to
1: drink and eat and smoke and gamble more. That was just... That's all he did all the time. I would have... That's not postnatal depression. That's fucking depression. Yeah. That she had. Because she was like, what the fuck? This is not what I fucking... So, went to finishing school for.
0: (laughs) So, basically, in the two weeks after a very strained family Christmas in 1972, Lord Luke had moved out. And then they get into this bitter custody battle. And um, the justice awards custody to Veronica. Um, Divorce, like, didn't happen back then. Yeah, it wasn't good. And I'm sure for
1: aristocrats. (laughs) And you you could push him off the couch. Elvis is ripping up Karen's notes. Mm My Sorry. precious writing. Um, <laughs> okay.
0: okay. So, uh, So she is awarded custody of the three kids And that's all he wanted And so, Why would he
1: want just to Fuck with her, right?
0: Well, no, no, no. he really, I'm sure, really loved his children And it was very important to him But also, I think it was part of this thing That he didn't think she was a fit mother Knowing that she had Mm. postnatal Depression I I think he was partly worried And then also partly he was an addict And needed to control things, maybe Mm. I don't know, there was something going on he gets awarded like every other week- weekend visit and he gets really obsessive about it. So mm-hmm. he starts spying on her to prove she's an unfit mother. Um, he's recording their phone conversations. Um, he becomes fixated on her and what's happening. He also is, his drinking gets really bad and his gambling, he goes crazy with the gambling <clears throat> and all of his friends are like, he's in a downward spiral. Um, and then all of a sudden, um, the week of uh, November 7th in 1974, he seems to like suddenly be pull it together. Hmm. And um, he, there's a couple store firsthand stories of people who um, like had dinner with him and he, they tried to talk to him about what's going on with the kids and he changes the topic to politics. And so they're like, Oh, maybe he's rounded the corner. Maybe yeah. it's out of his system. Yeah. Um, so on the evening of November 7th, 1974, um, he had a bunch of plans with people that he didn't, he just didn't show up. Uh, and that night, the children's nanny, Sandra Rivet, puts the younger children to bed and at about eight fifty-five, she asks Veronica if she, if she'd like a cup of tea. And, um, so she heads downstairs to the basement kitchen. So there, that's a, that's a fucking sweet God, ass mansion. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go down to the, to the maid's kitchen. Yeah. I'm not going to use your nice high class kitchen to yeah. make tea. So she goes downstairs to the basement kitchen to make Veronica some tea And as she enters the room, she is bludgeoned to death with a lead pipe. A piece of bandaged lead pipe. And her killer places her body in a canvas mail sack. Um, So, meanwhile, upstairs, Lady Lucan wonders what's delaying the nanny so she walks down the first floor stairs to see what's happened Mm -hmm. and she calls um from from the top part of the stairs she calls down to rivet um and to see what's going on and the guy comes up and attacks her with the lead pipe as well oh my god and um she starts screaming for her life the attacker tells her to shut up, and that's when Lady Lucan knows, she tells the cops later, that she knows it's her husband.
1: <gasps> so she survives, this guy's got like a mask on or something? Uh, the, I think the lights
0: were out, like oh, it, was, okay. it was dark, so she's kind of calling down, she doesn't know what's going on, and yeah. then this guy comes up. <laughs> Scary. And she thinks she's just getting attacked, and then it, she realizes it's her husband, according to her. Uh-huh. Um, so they get into this fight, she bites his fingers, and... Um, she, he throws her face down in the carpet and she man, she manages to turn around and squeeze his testicles. Good girl. Releasing <laughs> Steven. <laughs> Stephen just, Steven just really felt that. Yeah. Um. And Causing him to release his grip on her throat and give up the fight. uh, She asks where Rivet is. And Lucan was at first evasive, then eventually admits that he just killed her. So what they believe is that he thinks he thought it was Veronica walking into the basement kitchen. He was trying to kill his wife and he accidentally killed the nanny. So this is according to Lady Lucan. So Lady Lucan... um, is terrified she tells him she'll help him escape if he would just what? Re- well she's trying to get okay, okay so okay, okay. she says i'll help you escape you just have to stay here for a couple of days and hide out and allow my injuries to heal because she's been hit with the lead pipe and everything oh my god so um lucan uh she walks upstairs oh i'm sorry lord lucan the the oldest daughter um wakes up, so he goes to put her to bed. And um uh she and then the the wife Veronica goes in to the bedroom, lays down <clears throat> she's bleeding, and he puts down towels for her and like don't get don't get the bedding stained Weird. with blood. Weird. So um uh he asks her does she have any barbiturates he goes into the bathroom to get a towel and supposedly clean her face and that's when lady lucan realizes that um he won't be able to hear her if he's in the bathroom yeah and so she runs out of the house with their kids still there though yeah but but she, I think she knew that he didn't yeah, want yeah. that it it was about her and right. that the attack was about her Right. because she also did report earlier that he had um once hit her with a cane and once tried to push her down the stairs so there he had gotten physical with her before but he I think she trusted that he wasn't going to harm their children yeah so, That's I mean, crazy that's what it seemed like um so she runs out of the house um and she runs to a nearby public house called the Plumber's Arms. Oh, <laughs> let's one morning, let's
1: go get a drink there. We have to go to a pub called the Plumber's Arms. Yeah, so, so
0: what like big
1: hairy arms? Hairy, but like with a tattoo. Ta- like what kind of bulldog tattoo? Is that
0: yeah? A bulldog would be good. Yeah, or um, an anchor, of course. Of course, an anchor, or maybe a, just a just a Queen Elizabeth's face. I mean, she's a badass. Everybody loves her. Everyone loves. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So the police, she they call the police. The police go to the house. Um, but it, it, meanwhile, Lord L- Lucanus called his own mother and tells her of a terrible catastrophe that's happened at his wife's home. Um, he uh, tells his mother, you have to come here and get the children. Then he um, drives a borrowed car to his friend's house in Uck- Uckfield, East Sussex. <laughs> um and then hours later, he leaves that property, leaves the car there, and he's never seen again, and has never been no. seen since. No, swear to God, no. So the, that car was found. He's ab- the one missing. Yes, he's the Fuck. one missing. He disappeared. He disappeared. So no, this is. I was not expecting that. Yeah, James Bond is out and about, dude. He the car was found. Abandoned in New Haven and the interior was stained with blood uh, and the trunk had a piece boot for those of boot. our friends mm-hmm. in England and um, had a piece of bandaged lead pipe similar to the one found at the crime scene. So there's one that that a nanny was killed with that was left at the crime scene. And there's another one that's in
1: this borrowed car. And we don't know what, well, why was all the blood in the car? And we don't know what that he, lead. He, he was covered in blood. Okay. And I don't know if there were
0: two. There's no yeah. explanations. Just, I'm not Holy sure. Holy shit. So, uh, but then also um, he left a letter to the owner of the car that said my dear Michael so he basically borrows this car from this guy he's like hey can I borrow your car for a while and then just gets blood all in it abandons it and he's crazy and he says my dear Michael I have had a traumatic night of unbelievable coincidence however have you I won't bore you with anything or involve you except to say that when you come across my children which I hope you will please tell them that you knew me and that all I cared about was them the fact that a crooked solicitor and a rotten psychiatrist destroyed me between them will be of no importance to the children. I gave Bill Shand Kid, which is his brother-in-law, mm-hmm. um, I gave Bill Shand Kid an account of what actually happened, but. Judging by my last effort in court, no one, yet, <clears throat> yet alone a 67 year old judge would believe, and I no longer care except that my children should be protected. Yours ever, John. So he's basically saying whatever happened at the house was a, some weird coincidence mm. that he happened upon. Mm-hmm. His excuse is that, and I think there was a, it was in a different letter that he walked into the house and his wife was being attacked by an right. intruder, which the wife is like, you no, know, I'll tell you exactly yeah. how it happened, like step by step. Yeah. And then also you can trace it all back to the car and the blood yeah. and everything yeah. else. Point the fucking way. <clears throat> so they put out a warrant for his arrest uh, a couple days later. And in his absence, the inquest into Rivet's death named him as her murderer, um, which was the last time ever that Britain's coroner's court was ever allowed to do that. So they were basically like, this guy did it.
1: Oh, which without you can't do. a trial. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so a thorough search of New Haven Downs was judged impossible. I don't know if that's, what's New Haven Downs? <laughs> what's uh, a thorough search? <laughs> what's anything in this fucking <laughs> world? life? Um, I pictured New Haven Downs to be just full of a bunch of brambles. Charming as It's like the moors, but brambly. Brambles everywhere. Brambles and scones or scones. Scones. A partial search was made using tracker dogs, although all that was found were the skeletal remains of a judge who had disappeared years earlier.
1: (gasps) I'm sorry. What?
0: Yes. Yes. So they, when they do search New Haven Downs, this impossible to search area, they unrelated, (laughs) unrelated. Clearly, they find skeletal remains of a judge. All right. Maybe. Maybe. How about once a year you search New Haven
1: Downs? Get some fucking puppies out there. Yeah. They love doing it. Give them a run around. It's fun for them. Find a judge. Um, police diverged search the harbor.
0: So basically they went everywhere and tried to find this guy. This guy's
1: more important than a fucking judge. (laughs) That's right. Clearly. He's a way bigger deal. Yeah. He
0: is among the top 10 backgammon players in the world. You (laughs) have to find him. Must find him. Um, they don't find, so basically, they can't find anything. They used uh, infrared photography. <laughs> they don't, I don't see where. Or they how. Use
1: smart cars. They
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: smart phones. Um, so, a warrant for Lucan's arrest to answer charges of murdering Sandra Rivett and attempting to murder his wife was sh- issued on Tuesday, uh, November 12th, 1974. And descriptions of his parent appearance. Um, were issued to Interpol. So it could be international. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, all across the UK. So apparently, it's this, it's since that time been a great British pastime Mm. to theorize where Lord Lucan is. And people love saying they saw him places. (gasps) So the reports have been coming in pretty consistently year after year saying, I saw Lord Lucan here or there. And so some of the places they have reported him seeing him was as a hippie dropout in goa which i don't know no. I, I don't know where that is Doubt. Um, where he was known they said he was known there as jungle berry <laughs> as you do <laughs> the best nickname of all time is it <laughs> um they said he was about backpacking on mount etna someone said they saw him working on a sheep station in the australian outback yeah um those all sound like things people who
1: run away from life would do yeah, to get as far away as possible. Yeah, like trying to not have an identity anymore. Right, which would make sense. Yeah. Um, but
0: John Aspinall, who is the owner of the Claremont Gaming Club, which is the place he used to go like around lunchtime every mm-hmm. single day, said, um, told the news, I find it difficult to imagine him in Brazil or Haiti as a fugitive. I don't think he has the capacity to adapt. Um, Burn. which is <laughs> kind of rough. There was also a rumor. Aspinall owned a private zoo. And so there was a rumor that he was cut up and fed to <gasps> the tigers at that zoo. And he, Aspinall, when told that rumor, responded, my tigers are only fed the choicest cuts. Do you really think they're going to eat stringy old Lucky?
1: Oh my
0: God. And the most plausible theory is that he drowned himself in the channel. Yeah. That's what most people think. Yeah. But here's this is just an interesting, um, another coincidental thing. Um, 13 years later. So when they had um, that nanny. Uh That Sandra Rivet was their nanny, but they had had a nanny right before um her, and her name was christabel uh i can 't find her last name um, Bell. christabel Bell yeah uh, you don 't see it, <laughs> but her name was Christabel, something or other. And turns out she was married to an economist named Nicholas Boyce. And um, on October 10th, 1985, Nicholas Boyce was sent to prison for dismembering his wife and dumping her pieces of her body around London. Um, <laughs> uh, so it was her. The the nanny one before this oh, one she that got, got cut up also was murdered by her um Fancy husband. Uh, So fancy husbands are just fucking running amok. They went nutso crazy. Sure. Um, Which I thought was... Oh, and also, uh, they convicted him of manslaughter, but not murder, and he was sentenced to six years in jail. Oh, that's no big deal. Manslaughter. No big. Just just kill her and throw her arms and legs around the city, and then... Yes, yeah, so... Um, Cannot. That's the story. Oh, sorry. It was... Christabel 32 was a former governess of the children to Lo- of Lord Lucan, who vanished without a trace after another nanny was battered to death at his home. Do you think he did it? What? Killed... Lucan? Or whatever the fuck? Killed the second nanny? The first nanny. Oh, hell yes. Wait, both nannies. No, 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 no. The second one got killed by her husband. Oh, okay. Later okay that was later on 13 years later Got the it. second nanny gets killed in what is a coincidence but is super creepy because okay. what the fuck is going on
1: i thought it was the first okay
0: yeah no but the first i'm sure the way everything oh, yeah adds up it's just basically where did he go after did he immediately kill himself or did he actually go he's db cooper yeah right? did he shave that that luxuriant mustache
1: off and go yeah. live
0: somewhere for a while
1: you could go anywhere you want back then
0: and also with all his money, oh, bye. and charming and you know, Mr. dapper. He probably went to like Monte Carlo
1: or something. That's what I was thinking too. How old is he now? How old he, would he, uh, be? he the, be? Dead.
0: He's dead now. He was proclaimed to be dead. I don't know, but like, how old would he be? Like in his. The article that I said where they they
1: proclaimed him dead, I think he, they said he was like would have been eighty one or eighty two. That's livable, especially if you're living the fucking backgammon high life and fucking Monte Carlo. <laughs> backgammon doesn't that take that much out of you? No. Yeah. No. And if you're just pickled with gin, you can live for a really long time. I bet you he's still alive. I mean, it'd be pretty cool. We should make a rule that people have to confess stuff on their death, like on their deathbed, they have to confess things. Yeah. Like you're not. Yeah that'd be nice wouldn't it just to solve a couple mysteries yeah like don't take shit to your grave yeah you're being a selfish dick so that's my good times uh, that was amazing high class murder mystery from England never heard that one please let us know all the mistakes from that one (laughs) uh, as soon as you can or don't or go go uh you know every time you get mad at this podcast go give three dollars to Wikipedia (laughs) We're gonna solve all of Wikipedia's problems.
0: Wikipedia's and gonna be like, they're gonna be like, thank you. We got
1: an influx of thousands and thousands <laughs> of dollars. So much money. <laughs> <laughs> Ready for the Summer Hill Road murders? Yes, dude. This is one of these. This is one of those ones I've wanted to do for so long. Okay. You know um. All right. Quick sips. Quick sip. So. Fayetteville, North Carolina. It's mm-hmm. near Fort Bragg. Let's talk about 1985. Okay, all right. So that Sunday, May 12th, an Army sergeant named Bob uh, Seafelt and his wife noticed that the papers were piling up on their their neighbor's doorstep, and okay. they were like, "What's going on? That's bad." And you know what? We haven't seen her in a couple of days, and her her car is in the driveway. Oh. The people that were living there was a woman named Catherine Eastburn. Um, She was the mother to five-year-old Kara and three-year-old Aaron, as well as Jana, who was 21 months. Her husband, Gary Eastburn, was away attending uh, an Air Force captain in training school in Alabama. So he was out of town. They knew that she's not fucking around. What's going on? They looked. They heard a baby crying when they went to look at the house. They look in a window and see Jana, the twenty month, twenty one month old, standing by herself in her crib. Her arms were outstretched to them. That for some reason, fucking Bob is like, "Let's wait till the cops get here before we break in." Um, the cops get there. They break in. They find Jana. She's severely dehydrated. So dehydrated. And when I fucking, I remember hearing this a while back that it. I think about it all the time. Her teeth were black Oh. and she had hours left to live. Oh my God. I know. They pass her through the window to the neighbor and then they go to look through the rest of the house. So in the master bedroom, they find the five-year-old Erin lying on the floor by the bed. Her throat's been cut. Mm. On the other side of the bed is Katie, the mom. She's bound with rope, her blouse and bra are pulled apart. She's naked from the waist down. Her throat is cut, and she has multiple stab wounds to her body. I know. Fucked up shit. Yeah. Two doors down from the bedroom, they find uh, Kara, uh, the three-year-old. It's really awful. She's stabbed to death as well she's under her blanket it looks like she's almost like hiding under her blanket and she's stabbed to death and also katie the mom was raped all three had severed throats oh i know guess what day it was that they found her mother's day 1985 all right so the witnesses So one neighbor says he saw a man leave their home at about 3 a.m. after the murders are thought to have taken place based on, you know, uh, the autopsy. She said she saw a white Chevette park near the crime scene. Then a man who lived in the area named Patrick Cohn and approaches and says that he saw a man leaving the residence three nights before when the murder was supposed to happen. Um, And he says, quote, I was walking home from my girlfriend's house about 3.30 a.m. As I was walking, I saw a white Chevette parked on the road. Then I saw this white dude walking down the lady's driveway. I passed right by him and he said, I'm getting an early start this morning or something like that. Then I watched him get in his white Chevette and drive off. He describes the man very thoroughly. Uh, he's six foot four, blonde. He had on a black beanie, a black members only jacket, white shirt, blue jeans, had, was like carrying a, a bag over <sighs> his shoulder. It just makes me
0: think of that. Did you see that graphic, that infographic where it said, like, in your life, you'll walk by a murderer 36 times? Yes. That's amazing.
1: That, that was one of was his. it 36? I
0: think so. Or so just in the 30s. It was so, it's so high. I know. For that. It just made me think of that. Oh, that's scary. It's horrifying.
1: So three days after the murders, the, the cops find out that three, that a couple days before the family had been killed, they had put in a classified ad uh, to get their dog adopted because they were leaving the country. So, this Katie is by herself at home and a man answers the ad and comes and gets the dog during the day. Um, and they're like, who the fuck is this dude? Here's a composite sketch. They put it on the fucking news. The man who adopted the dog, his name is Tim Henness, was watching the news that night and was like, shit, that's the dog we adopted and I look a lot like that sketch. So he goes to the police, he answers all their questions. He doesn't get an attorney. He gives them samples of hair, blood, semen, everything. Um, he just he's really cooperative. But he drives a white Chevette Oh no. Yeah. They let him go because they don't have enough evidence to arrest him, but later the night they they go back with a warrant for him and arrest him. So the night that it, they thought the, the, the women got or the, the mom and the kids got killed. So uh, Tim Hennis had dropped his wife and their daughter off at the, the at his parent in law's. Then he drives to an ex-girlfriend's house, propositions her. She shoots him down. He says he went home, ate dinner, watched TV and went to bed. The Friday morning, they thought that was Thursday night, the morning after he takes a single item to the dry cleaners a black members-only jacket. Oh, dude. Oh, the the only things that were stolen from the house, it seems, are a debit card and some cash. Uh, and so $150 is taken out twice. That's the limit. So $300. And it turns out that Tim Henness is $300 short on rent, which he pays the Monday after these murders. Then a woman identifies him as being the man she saw at the same time that she was there at the ATM Alright, so uh, Forensic expert goes in there He, uh, six months later Finds a condom package Undiscovered by the police Underneath the dresser So what? he fucking finds a condom wrapper Fuck. So, he, according to him And his forensic expertise He says that The condom suggests Consensual sex um, Because very rarely Did did uh, rapists carry condoms To commit their violent acts Which I want to fucking call bullshit on immediately well, yeah, In the in the 80s they probably thought that But of course You don't want to leave DNA Or yeah. anything behind I just don't think I just hate that argument That well if there was a condom on Then you had time to fight Or it was consensual somehow Oh no bullshit. You know what I mean Like that, that pisses me off Well yeah that's but, insanity That's what he says um, he said that so the man Paul Stombach concludes that the murders were committed by two assailants and that the little girls might have been killed because they could identify the killer but he says someone said that they, they were killed because they could identify the killer but he says that the girls were asleep when, uh, when they got killed okay um, so this dude Tim Hennis goes to trial and the jury uh, returns with a guilty verdict and he's sentenced to three life sentences. Oh, shit. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm sorry. He's sentenced to to death three times. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Because they're they're pissed. They're like, yeah, you killed little girls. Yeah. Yeah. Setting an example. Um, Right when he's getting booked, he receives a postcard, this guy, Tim Hennis, from Someone calling themselves Mr. X, and it says, Dear Mr. Hennis, I did the crime. I murdered the Eastburns. Sorry you're doing the time. I'll be safely out of North Carolina when you read this. Thanks, Mr. X. Fuck you, Mr. X. Right? Who is that? And the prosecution (laughs) got that, too. Who is that? Who is that, Mr. (laughs) X? So he's on death row for two years, and then... The defense is arguing to get him out of, uh, you know, to get his conviction overturned. They argue that the crime scene photos that the jury saw were so gruesome and awful that it swayed the jury's decision. And his conviction is overturned in 1989. And they, he gets sent back for a retrial. So he's convicted and then it's overturned and he goes back for a retrial. But Sorry, but how can a picture sway like just having to look at that there was no way that they could then go from there and make a decision they put up these huge photos of it you know over his head and were hammering you know the the crime scene photos the autopsy photos of little girls were hammering at home and saying you know there was no there was no way the jury would would not Want to convict someone for doing this stuff. Well, and also the jury was traumatized by having to be a part of that. Yeah. Ugh, I feel so bad for those people. So, I mean, what do you think about that being overturned on those based on that? I mean,
0: you know it just immediately makes me think of the staircase and like those people where when we think of like the prosecutor you give them all this credit like you think oh these are going to be people who are presenting a fair case fairly as opposed to people who have immediate bias
1: and want to win their case and an agenda to do it yeah totally I mean and if you think about the the um, evidence against him we really don't have anything other than you know some witness statements and and the fact that he was there a couple days beforehand getting the dog yeah, he has no alibi that night
0: it's bad news for him because it's almost like you were presenting it in a way where I was like oh this poor guy but then the more things you said I was like it's yeah. totally that how guy how could you it's so obvious yeah. yeah it's the Occam's razor thing where right. it's like this there's no
1: It's not, it can't be a coincidence well that's why I love this case it's fucking it gets worse okay don't worry it gets worse <laughs> So at his second trial all the witnesses are wishy-washy and the prosecution argues this and that you know and they break under pressure and so it's kind of all convoluted. Um and then the defense for Tim uh Hennes were able to find a dude um who okay so this dude would walk the neighborhood late at night. He was 6'4 same height as Tim Hennis and he admitted to always wearing a members only jacket a black beanie a white t-shirt and dark corduroy pants and carrying a book bag over his shoulder he walks in the courtroom he's a spitting fucking image of Tim Hennessy. no yes no yes all right spitting image somehow this dude a agreed to fucking do this yeah that's what I was gonna say wouldn't you be like I think it's time for me to move to San Francisco goodbye Uh, so tim hennis acquitted on all counts.
0: Uh, conviction like overturned
1: that. acquitted now sorry but they're not they didn't prosecute that guy they were they were just saying it's possible yeah that's they saw someone else they they kind of like uh, all the like all the eyewitnesses they were able to discredit for yeah. whatever reason okay so there was you know nothing really tying him to the murder and members-only jackets were crazy popular in 1985.
0: That's, <laughs> That's true. I was 15.
1: Tall, blonde men wearing members-only jackets? Oh, my God. There were so many. Everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. All right. This is 89. Let's go to 2007. Okay. DNA is a thing now. Thank God. Thank fucking God. So, there's DNA inside Kate, the mom, who had been raped mm-hmm. although they didn't they didn't specifically say that she had been forcibly raped they right, just because the condom theory but there was semen inside of her right so the condom could have nothing to fucking do with any of this um the results of the dna test from the semen inside of kate showed with with 12 million to 1 certainty that the semen belonged to Tim Hennis. Oh, no. Right. But he had already been acquitted. Oh, no. So motherfucking double jeopardy. Right. Uh... Da, 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 da. It's, so double jeopardy is prohibited by the Fifth Amendment. It means that you can't get tried for something that you'd already been acquitted for. Yes. Which seems like it needs to be fucking fixed. And it's stupid, but... No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, considering DNA now...
0: Like, well, in this situation, but that's... No, it's a good law because it's like saying they can't just keep, keep on coming right. at you and being like, we did, We believe it's you. Like, if they've proven... Yeah, if we've if gone a, through it.
1: But in a perfect system, when those prosecutors go to the judge with new evidence. The judge will will will, you know, judge that evidence and, and say whether or not it's, you know, it's it's worth a new trial. But they'll never be a perfect system because it's a human system. I know that's the problem with life.
0: So you can't just keep on going like, well, here we're going to do it again. And this time it's going to be because then it
1: could just be like if you had a crazy prosecutor that won't leave you alone. Well, guess what? Uh, they did it a third time. Uh, what? They took him to trial. How well I'll fucking tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I, how I ask if as if I'll never find out. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Either, like, I, don't know. I, Thanks. For this is the end of my story. <laughs> um, okay, so Tim Hennis had been uh, a soldier in the U.S. Army, so the um, the state can't try him, but the army can. Oh shit! The military can because he'd been a soldier. The U.S. Army could could and the federal government is a sovereign authority separate from the individual states that make up the country okay so tim at this time tim Henness, who's 49 years old retired as fuck from the uh army <laughs> just chill on as fuck murdering entire family so he's retired and this is a big fucking point of contention he is ordered out of retirement and back into active duty just so they could court-martial him for the murders shit yeah seems unfair right i mean just if devil's advocate if he was innocent unprecedented yeah like and this argument of like who has final say are you bigger than the fucking you know it's government shit it's government shit if the government wants you they're gonna get you you fucked so at the at the fucking uh court martial trial trial uh His attorney, Sam Hennis' attorney, brings up the possibility, because they had found semen in her vagina, that maybe they had had consensual sex, even though he had never admitted to that. And he didn't say that. The attorney did. And the fucking jury was like, like, that's what you're bringing up now. So they find him guilty on three counts of premeditated murder. But guess what? The statute of limitations had expired on rape, so he didn't get. Can we please talk about statute of limitations on rape? I feel like they're getting rid of that. I feel like there's some states where they've gotten rid of it. Yeah. It's in action, I believe. It's just, I just want to bring it up how fucking disgusting that is. No, you're exactly right. It just makes me sick. In the same exact
0: way that it's disgusting that uh, Mike Pence wants women to...
1: Have funerals for their fetuses? funerals for miscarriages. Miscarriages. It's truly insanity. It's hurtful and mean and fucking... eh.
0: It's spiteful, and it's assuming it's just so controlling and insane. It's so controlling.
1: Okay. Found guilty. Uh, So now he's on death row, like right fucking now. This was in 2010. He's on death row in an army facility in Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. Okay. Now let's get to a couple random things before we decide everything. Okay. 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 So in his case, there's no blood, fingerprints, or fiber evidence that connects him to the murder. And he has an alibi for the ATM visit, which is a little shaky. I'm not saying he didn't do it. I'm just saying, like, here's some weird shit Mm because I really don't know. Right. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound two former FBI assistant directors released a report concluding that the un, that the unit that had um tested his DNA and found that it was in her vaginal swab um that they had overstated, misreported or withheld blood blood evidence in dozens of cases including three that ended in executions oh no they uh the the okay this quote they had to throw out cases and cases because the results were either doctored, wrong, or covered up. The lab was shown to be a total tool for the state's prosecutors. Oh, no. Right? Wait, and this was in,
0: sorry, this was in North Carolina? Uh, yeah. Okay. Or Kansas.
1: one. (laughs) I don't want to be wrong. You started in North Carolina. Yeah, but now, but he's in Kansas. Oh, because of the army. Got it, got it. Um, All right, so let's really... So basically, they're just like, we're going to send
0: this off to here and get exactly what we want back.
1: Yeah, and they're proven to be incorrect, but we're not going to check back in with those crimes right. and i'm pretty sure those swabs were held in a box that were unrefrigerated that on the box of evidence said tim hennessy's name not the name of the murder victims like they were already fucking targeting him yeah. they yeah. they were they were focusing on him yes this is what they wanted to find okay all right so finally i just want to talk about uh julie who was the family babysitter of the three little girls? When they interviewed her, she told the cops that uh, the the residents had been targeted um, with harassing phone calls, some of a sexual nature, and she said other two other things that her stepbrother strongly resembled Tim Hennes and even showed them photos of it, and that she had been assisting the vice squad in setting up bus from local for local drug dealers. And she even said on one occasion that she'd been followed home from the Eastburn residence by an angry ju- drug dealer. So this is like a of OK, but here's the coolest thing. Not cool. I feel like more. St- so she admits to her fascination. She's like a 16 year old, a fascination with Dr. Jeffrey McDonald. <gasps> Fatal vision. Is that what, what's that? it's the the one who was accused right yeah, yeah. yeah so he so he's a military officer he claims a band of drug crazed long-haired hippies broke into his home while he was sleeping on the couch murdered his pregnant wife and two and five-year-old daughters yes sounds familiar right yeah, yeah. um while he uh upstairs he's convicted of the slaying sentenced to death at the time of the murders The family, it was 1970, so it was clearly, you know, uh, 15 years difference. But at the time of the murders, the McDonald family lived four and a half miles from the fucking Eastburn home. What? Yeah. And this girl who was the babysitter of these three little girls was fascinated and writing him letters and they were communicating in prison. And her fucking siblings looked exactly like these guys. And she believed he was innocent. They wrote all the time they had the dea had set up a drug deal using julie this girl julie and the victim's house that weekend that fell through and the murders happened no way right
0: What? she was obsessed with him apparently she was obsessed with jeffrey mcdonald's yeah dr jeffrey mcdonald's yeah Wait, that girl, okay, f- the babysitter's like, what a rich life she's living. Yeah. Because she's setting up, like, she's trying to do, like, drug stings. Yeah. I mean, and she's 16? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I know, right? Now, also, does she, was that a secret to the family that she's, like, setting these
1: stings up for? I don't think the family knew, but she, like, fucking blabbed to the cops immediately about all this stuff.
0: Oh, my fucking
1: God. I know, right? Like, the, it's just too crazy that that the murders are so similar. What's your theory, like, oh. with all of that? Oh, my I, well, I'm God. I'm just saying, do you think
0: he's innocent or guilty?
1: Uh, you know me. I can go fucking either way. Yeah. I think it's that thing of, like, I don't know if he's involved or not, but I don't know if he should be in prison or not. I don't, right. I don't know. I don't I, know. It's it's too circumstantial to me. And the fact that they didn't get DNA until 2007, especially if there was a condom wrapper and that was their theory. Was it a common wrapper or was it a used condom? I think it was a condom wrapper. So it was just basically proof that there was a condom somewhere in play. Yeah, and the forensic guy was like, I don't know the sex life between the husband and wife, but this was there. Right. So if, if you're introducing a condom wrapper and semen... Oh, and oh, no, wait, hold on. There was like a towel that had blood on it. There were all these. There was a, a shoe print that was a size nine and Tim was a size 13 in blood. There was all these. It, it, it points to to at least I know there are more than one there's more than one murderer. Yeah. Or more than one person. Suspect, yeah. yeah. So either he did it with someone else or, you know, someone thought there was money in the house. They knew this woman was alone. The thing... Uh, to me,
0: the idea of killing children, Ugh. slashing, stabbing children to death and slashing their... That's a person who is beyond, like, right? That's a yeah. person that is... Um, that's no. That's a person that's not motivated by money or drugs because I feel no. like
1: those people um, or that has to be a person that's maybe on drugs bear men, And then you think about the fact that they left the 21-month-old alive because she couldn't identify anyone and you think, okay, at first I was like, well, they must know the assailant. They must know the killer otherwise he wouldn't have had to, you know, if they just went in there to rob and rape and even kill the mother. Right. They, unless, but then the the forensic Dude said that they were sleeping which i don't completely buy because i guess she was like cowering under her star wars blanket Ugh. i know which is heartbreaking well yeah i mean it's like you don't why why you don't kill children if you're just right because even like if even they, burglars are just like i just want to steal shit you don't kill children you don't yeah. go from from stealing fucking money to killing children right and and you don't even if you're retaliating against
0: someone like a stool pigeon who is this sixteen year old girl, what does a five year old have to do with that? And then and yeah. who has the fucking like ice cold in their veins to be able to kill two children and the mother? And and then, and yeah. then why
1: would you leave the and third rape. child? Like it all of it is like ran well, I, so random. It just to me what makes sense is that the the girl told information to the wrong people maybe she had nothing to do with it and she was obsessed with the, i mean may, maybe she did the fact that she was obsessed with this killer who killed who maybe killed you know and that's a whole nother fucking my favorite murder because yes. we i think we both talked about that one how errol morris thinks he's innocent yeah yeah i mean that's a whole yeah fucking episode but it's too similar to the fucking murderer she was obsessed with right and maybe he's not the murderer yeah and
0: or innocent man she's obsessed with yeah because there is the there but was... why but they're still the same they're still so similar yes very similar that's crazy now it's such a personal thing to stab somebody to death it's uh. such an angry thing and such a, as we all know that's like a, a, a personal attack where has the husband in any way, been introduced into this mix?
1: No, Gary is a fucking saint and uh, a good guy. He he and his he raised Jana. She's fucking amazing and wonderful. Like he he has nothing to do with right, it. Right, right, okay, for just, sure. Just I know yeah. it seems like he should, and you'd look into it, but I don't. I really don't think he does. They always, you know, yeah, the husband. Yeah. The husband's the first. Totally, person. and then I wonder, like, okay, so stabbing is a really personal thing, and that, but that's. That's not as gruesome as something like slitting someone's throat. Like, those are two very different fucking
0: Oh, but I would actions. argue it's more gruesome because you can... Which one? S- um, stabbing. Because oh. it's repeated, whereas slitting someone's oh. throat, you can do it and walk away and know that they're going to bleed out and die.
1: Yeah, but have you ever, like, punched someone and you're like, I really... Like, mid-punch, you're like, I don't want to do this. And so you kind of do it, like, weekly? Like, week? No? No, I mean, I've never punched anyone, I don't think. Oh, go ahead. (laughs) Hit me in the face. Let's do an
0: experiment right now. I don't know. But I mean, wasn't it multiple? I mean, this is
1: insane. To cut someone's throat hard enough to fucking kill them, I feel like takes more effort than than someone who doesn't really want to be doing this. You know what I mean? Like I know a dude. Right, but got if you don't want to be doing it, you're not going to then lightly stab
0: multiple times. Like that's the that's the thing. Is it wasn't if it were to me, a slashing someone's throat is similar to. It's like you don't have a gun. It's slim, similar to like a kill shot in the back of the head, where you're just getting it over with. Yeah, where you stabbing must inca- is,
1: incapacitate them by stabbing them. Yeah, and then you slit their throat to just fucking end it. But the stabbing part is the part where you get involved, and that's why why would you even go through that? Unless you want to. Yeah, unless you're okay with the idea of fucking stabbing a human. Also, I, uh, also, she kind of looked like my mom. The mom? Kate did, yeah. Oh. Had that, like... That, uh, that 70s like, mom hair? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go on. No, no, no.
0: Uh, no, I'm just thinking, like, it's just so crazy. The fact that they had two witnesses for a person that was leaving the house at 3 a.m., you know what I mean? And also, how can it be that many coincidences where it's like, he was there, he had the same car, he mm-hmm. had the same
1: clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, he he went there a couple of days before, knew she was alone in the house. Yeah, that's not good for him. I don't think so either. It It doesn't... The coincidences that would have to happen for that to happen are fucking insane. He gets what people think online like web sleuths is like the coolest fucking website and they're like discussing it which is all over um killing season by the way it's they're like they
0: talk about web sleuths the whole time
1: that's awesome yeah so they're like well he went to his ex-girlfriend's house that night got turned down for boning and was like horny as fuck knew a woman who was home alone went over there she turned him down and he fucking flipped yeah that's that's the theory yes and he's like enraged at women. He's like on a mission. But he's never uh, according to everyone else, he, the rest of his life, he's been a fucking decent human being. Right. He does have some some check forging uh yeah. charges, but that's not the same thing as Oh, but that's something. Is that's it? well,
0: it's not a totally clean record. That's not, not being like a decent being human being. Then that means check forging is like you're willing. To cheat, to get money. Yeah. That's something. I feel like that's the way some people start.
1: Yeah. And then you need to cover your tracks and shit. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't know. That's crazy. I don't fucking know. And horrible in so many ways. Those poor little babies. Oh, that's what I wanted to end on actually is that I I wanted to end with talking about the victims because it's it's like, I don't want to end on this fucking dick. So Gary, the dad, the father and the dad, uh, the tombstones that he he had them etched with. So um so Aaron do do Okay. So um Aaron who's three years old, he had Tiny Dancer written on her tombstone. Um for Kara who was five, he had Daddy's little shadow. And for Catherine his wife, he had You are the sunshine of my life. I just wanted I just didn't want to end on Something yeah. that wasn't tragically sad. <laughs> I just wanted to mention them at the end. No, totally. You know what I mean? Of course. I mean, yes, absolutely. But. No, that's. Uh, Karen, please. What ha- please tell me what happened. Okay.
0: Here's what happened. Please. Oh, that my God. That guy got a dog. And that dog was a piece of shit. And he was pretty pissed off.
1: Yeah. No.
0: And, and that's that was, it. This theory falls apart. No, this is, that's maddening. And it's the kind of thing when it introduces the idea that DNA evidence can't be trusted. Yeah. That the system can't be trusted. That an entire prosecutor's office can't be trusted. Then it doesn't really matter what answers you come up with because nothing fe- ever feels like an
1: answer. To me, the, the, the period on the sentence is that there is so many other DNA hits in that house. That there's no way that the story they're telling us is what happened. Blood on a towel from like af- after killing them. It looks like it was cleaned up. There's a pubic hair in the fucking living room. There's bloody footprints. There's fibers that and and DNA under their under two of their fingernails that don't match to him. Oh, there's DNA under their fingernails, and for some reason they refuse to put it through CODIS. That's very weird. Isn't it? Just because they don't want to introduce something that doesn't match. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey! So, yeah, that's the the Summerhill Road murders that has fucking stuck with me for years and years. That's crazy.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. Wow. Hi. Hi, how are you? (laughs) I'm ruined. How are you? Um, yeah, not great. No. uh,
0: Well, fascinating, though. Yeah, isn't it? Well, because they are. I just was reading something recently about how um, I think it's the hair evidence. Was it hair evidence? Something is being becoming more reliable than fingerprint. Something's more reliable. Yeah, like finger. They're starting to say the fingerprint evidence might not be as reliable Mm. as they thought. Oh my god! Basically, I think obviously we know that that. Forensic science is still developing. Oh my god, yeah! But I just wish it would move ahead quick so we could just find out, because that's the com- the confidence of DNA evidence being the final word. Yeah, that's why everyone goes, okay. Well, sorry, but it's DNA yeah.
1: evidence, so goodbye. Nothing we can do about it. Instead and of knowing that humans deal with that DNA from the moment it is picked up as evidence at the scene, it's being picked up by a human to when it's tested in the lab to a lab being like owned yeah. by the prosecutor's office. It's like Humans. that's just horrifying. Um I this is why I think that double jeopardy in in the age of DNA and retesting and the Innocence Project and all this, we might need to rethink that.
0: I don't think so. No. Well, cuz it's like saying you get the one chance.
1: Well, it's sh- yeah, so it's so shitty that like, you know, all these all these defense attorneys or um, sorry all these prosecutors and cops you know when they can't bring a trial they can't bring uh someone to trial because they don't have the body you know so they have to wait until they find the body right it's just (sighs) dude i don't know so you let this person go free or do you try to fucking do you try without a body to convict them i mean yeah you have to do something yeah and if it doesn't if it doesn't go well then in 10 years when the dna can be tested or the body is found and the dna is tested and it matches then you should be able to fucking retry them
0: i disagree i know
1: (laughs) punch me in the face
0: (laughs) you'll see that'll prove it yeah um, Alright, forensic scientists out there Keep doing what you're doing oh, Angels Shout out Tell us things that we did yeah, wrong. we don't know what the fuck we're I talking mean, about it sounds cool though Ours are all just feelings So
1: many feelings um, Do you want to say a, a th- good thing from your week? Do I have one? Uh, do I have a good thing from my week? Uh, what do you have? <laughs> <laughs> I can't think No, That's- go that's like when you're trying to
0: order in a restaurant. It's like, no, you can go ahead. You go first. You go ahead. You go first. Uh, okay, tuna melt. Tuna melts. God. Well, you know, we last night, um, Alison Agassi and I went and saw the movie *Delicatessen*, which is um, oh,
1: that's a good movie. It's
0: from like the late '80s, I think, or the early yeah. '90s. Oh, that's
1: a fucking art house film. It's a total
0: art house film, and we saw it at Cinna Family. I guess Cinna Family would be my thing of the week because yeah, um, it makes me feel smart to go there and like a film person. Film. Um, I'm into film, <laughs> and uh, but then also they have just amazing movies where when And you're sitting there, you go, oh, that's why you have to see these movies on the the big screen.
1: Yeah, and *Delicatessen* was like the greatest. That's great. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess. Well, last week was Thanksgiving, and I guess just (laughs) my family and I had the like lamest best Thanksgiving, and it was awesome and so stupid and not fake. And my like year old nephew is there, and he's the best fucking thing I've ever. Scene of my life. Kids are the greatest. Oh, he's an angel baby, as is my six-year-old nephew. But, you know, he's not a baby. No, he's moved into a different area. Yeah, but he's great, too. So, I guess nephews. Okay. Nephews. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, rate, review, subscribe. Yeah, please. I mean, we're not... That's not just fucking lip service please actually do that <laughs> <laughs> that's not uh, our lip service to you uh fake asking we're
0: genuinely yeah asking.
1: if you don't mind that'd be great um and just <clears throat> and just say sexy and don't get murdered goodbye okay, elvis you want a cookie oh you want a cookie he, he was sleeping <laughs>
0: okay bye. bye